2: 365. Burge 365 starts right now.
3: Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go.
4: The countdown is on to Eagles and Cowboys, a Saturday edition, a Christmas Eve edition. Yeah, that's what we'll be talking about for the next two hours here on Birds365. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, AKA your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds365. J Mac. Uh, Merry Xmas! Happy holidays! Happy
5: that. Festivus if you uh, oh, celebrate. Oh, is today Festivus? Camp. It's the
4: day before the day before. Day
5: before the day before. So time to get the poll out, and there some grievances. Uh But uh, uh they're yeah, very I hope griev- you didn't make very the trip. Few By the way, with, with a thirteen one no, not one with the Eagles, game. but for Jody Max specifically, I'm hoping you didn't make the trip up the Turnpike
4: last night. No, and uh, uh I will absolutely. Uh, and admit and reveal that my wife made that call. She just shook her head and said, this is foolish. Why are you going? You're going to sit in the rain up and down the turnpike. What are you crazy? Blah, blah, blah. It, was, it wasn't it was as bad a storm as it was supposed to be, but it was just continuous all night long, and it got colder. This is some weird weather we're going yeah, through, John. It's, it's supposed weird. to get down it and was get cold then it day. got hot
5: then it's going to get really cold uh yeah it's it's crazy um yeah but and obviously the product you would have seen would not have made it uh worth oh my the drive god either so uh, uh yeah. i'm glad you stayed in uh mansion
4: mcdonald's and yes we the did trip
5: up the turn park.
4: my daughter did come over and she came back from philly and she watched the game with me last night in the man cave and yeah it was just a bad one. Zach, i i've tr- been trying to tell jet fans it's funny because i've got a show on fan tonight i haven't done a show on the fan in two months uh but sure enough i'm on tonight i try to talk them off zach wilson the day they picked him in the nfl draft The kid's just not an NFL player. He doesn't have, and Eagle fans should and could uh, relate to this. Jalen Hurts has the mindset and the toughness to be a star quarterback in the National Football League. Zach Wilson does not. So when you start to take Jalen Hurts for granted, oh, and that might be the case heading into this game against the Cowboys with uh, uh, the backup quarterback getting the official nod tomorrow. Don't that there is more to being a star quarterback in the NFL than just uh, the ability with a howitzer to throw it off your arm. Because I remember you telling me you got a closer. All off platform, baby, all at,
5: platform,
4: all platform, platform on the run. He's got no, no, here were your words that Zach Wilson's got some arm talent. Well, he does. You need does. more than arm oh, talent yeah. to be a winning quarterback. In an, it isn't all about arm talent. There. No, more I agree. It, and he's I proven agree. that.
5: It's it's about that at every position. I say it all the time with TJ Edwards. I mean, he's not in the Pro Bowl because of his pedigree. And and a quarterback, it, it's even worse because guys get pushed up the board. He does have tremendous arm talent. But there it takes so much more to play the position. I love how everybody's running away though from Zach Wilson, not you specifically. You know, that's you know not the case. No, I'm I'm not talking about you, but I'm talking about draft people and saying, you know, Joe Douglas. Oh, there's no way, Joe. I mean, we could do the research. It's on the internet. Uh, there are people who who talked up Zach Wilson tremendously, and obviously, it hasn't worked out. I joke, you know. Evidently, Robert Sala wrote, "We haven't seen the last of
4: them." Yeah, in his press oh, conference. I saw, I saw his press conference, and I, I
5: joked, "It's never good policy to threaten your own fan base." <laughs> but,
4: <laughs> but, but, but,
5: I I will say this too, because I say the same thing about Justin Fields. who has got enormous talent uh, in Chicago. Boy, I think it's really bad decision if you're going to draft a young quarterback. If you're going, and I don't care what the name is. You you got to have a coaching staff in place to 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 best to maximize the efficiency of a young quarterback, and that means offensive guys. And I'm the first to say, defensive guys get you know they're behind the eight ball to begin with because most teams just want an offensive guy, right? And there's no guarantee that Nathaniel Hackett's a perfect example in Denver, just a disaster. There's no guarantee it's going to be a success, and that's with a veteran quarterback. But if you're drafting a young quarterback, you can't have a head coach that isn't a a, a, a good offensive mind. You can't go that direction. Same thing with Matt Eberflus in in Chicago. Doesn't make any sense.
4: Yeah, but doesn't make
5: any sense.
4: Here's my evaluation of the Jets. It's all about the quarterback. The kid can't play. He's not good enough. He doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the heart. It's not about the coaching staff. It's not about offense or defense and where your overall philosophy is and where you put your emphasis. It's about him. Sometimes it's that simple. We all want to go one more step and dig a little deeper and do a deeper dive. No, the kid just can't play. Plain and simple. Don't look at Robert Salah and say, well, you have to have an offensive mind. getting it. No, no. The king can't play. Plain, plain and simple. It's easy for me. But that's just me. We all have our way well, to
5: it, we it. because we are Birds 365, we turn it back to Jalen Hurts. Look, Jalen deserves all the credit in the world for his development. But, oh, Nick Sirianni has helped dramatically and, and Shane Steichen has helped dramatically and Brian Johnson have helped dramatically. And by the way, Jalen Hurts will be the first one to tell you that. Um, yeah, I, I I, I mean, I can't sit and look at Zach Wilson and say, he doesn't have the arm talent to play in the NFL. He doesn't have a bunch of the other stuff. He doesn't have the work ethic, evidently. He doesn't have the desire, evidently. And all of that is is part of it. And I'm not there every day, but that's just what I hear. Um, and that's how it comes across. Oh, I think coaching's got a lot to, and I talk about it all the time with Andy Reed and I go all the way back to 99 and Donovan McNabb and that draft. And I say, man, what a, what if, what if Tim couch was with Andy Reed and, 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 and Donovan McNabb had to go to Cleveland? What if a Smith got with Andy Reed? And I know for a fact, cause Joe Banner said the Eagles loved the Smith, um, and they think he would have been great under Andy Reid. Uh, and what what if it was Achilles in Philadelphia with Andy Andy Reid and and Donovan had it? Where the hell did he get drafted? I don't even remember. Achilles uh, Smith? Yes, yeah, Cincinnati. Next pick. No, but what, what team did he go to? I forget.
4: Achilles was Cincinnati.
5: Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah,
4: Bengals.
5: Um, if if Donovan had to go to Cincinnati and, and Achilles Smith went here, you know, how how would that – I think things change change dramatically. I think coaching, especially with young quarterbacks who have some flaws, uh, I think it's really, really big. I yeah, think – I say it he, all the time, Jody, player development is real. Player development is real. I don't like Justin Beal's chances right now. Now, he's a better example because he's got enormous talent. I don't like his chances in the situation he's in.
4: And I, I they made a they made a decision conscious decision to not compete this year they traded their three best defensive players they said we're not going to win this year so he's had to overcome that all year that was a conscious decision the organization made not their coaching staff uh and yeah mike white goes in and moves to football and looks good so it's not the jets coaching staff either it's the kid He can't play Plain and simple, your, your analysis of the of overall football can be dead on. I'm just telling you, it's not applicable to the New York Jets. It's not because their offensive philosophy, their offensive coaching, they can't get Zach Wilson to where he needs to be. No, Zach Wilson can't get Zach Wilson where he needs to be. But uh, enough about the Jets. The decision came down yesterday. Gardner Minshew is getting the start. I ask you, why the timing? They played it a specific way. Do you really believe that Jalen got worse or that they were hiding information to a point and Decide now is the time to let everyone know that Gardner's going to get the start? Did Gardner, in their mind, need two full days of knowing himself he's going to be the starter? Why did the timing uh, work out that yesterday was the day, Sirianni said? Yeah,
5: I don't and- know. I expected <laughs> him to take it right up to uh, to game time. I expected the... Competitive advantage uh, nonsense. No, everybody knew um, Jalen wasn't going to play. Um, same thing. We were talking about Dallas Goddard, and I never got to mention it on the show. The, the Eagles did have more time, and, yeah. and for whatever reason, they decided to to, to activate him uh, at the start of the week. It, it it is a little bit of a shift, a little bit away from competitive advantage. Maybe I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's been the way they've done things. You know, I, I said from talking to some people down there this week, I, I originally thought, you know, if this were a big game, if this were, you know, winning your end, if this were a playoff game, I think Jalen Hurts would have, you know, pushed through and tried to play the game. Now, after talking to some people down there, I don't think that's the case. I don't think I don't think he would have played even in a playoff game. Uh, I I just don't think he's ready. Um, so maybe that factored into it. It, it. It's not as close as as people might have assumed. But you know, I don't. They're so entrenched in the competitive advantage. I don't know why they just stopped. Because uh, they did it with Goddard as well. They didn't wait till today to to put them on the
4: fifty three. Um, yeah, that's, that's a head scratch. bit of a surprise. And you're right; it's it's kind of flies in the face of the way the Eagles have been doing business since Sirianni took over as coach last year. Don't give the other team any information until the last possible moment. But they made a couple conscious decisions. And your point about the, he just isn't ready to go, Jody. My sources tell me it's one really close. They were hoping against Hopier. How the hell did he finish the game against Chicago? We're, we're, we're now a couple yeah. days later. Not only did he finish the game, he finished the game strong and made good passes in that fourth he quarter. better after.
5: after arguably, as a passer, at least, he played better after than before. Yeah. I mean, that's just adrenaline. You're in the game and hasn't, uh, you know, started, uh, to, to, to show the effects. Uh, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. And then after the game, you, you sit down and you're, you're not in it and, and, and it starts to, whether it's a, a swelling issue or it starts the you know, um, rest and heat and it starts to lock up or a hundred different things, uh, it happens all the time though. I mean, guys can get through a game and then after the game, they're like, Oh, I'm, you know, there's an issue here. And I mean, adrenaline has, has a lot to do with that. So, you know, I, I kind of ask, you know, why, you know, why was Jalen finishing the game and, you know, no one's aware of, of the seriousness of the inju- injury challenge, probably not aware. I know Jordan said, you know, when he stayed down for a little bit, he said, get me the F up. You know, he's like, are you okay? And he's like, get me the F up. Um, you know, he's a tough guy. And and Nick, Nick pointed that out. Uh, but if you're injured, you're injured uh, the next week and he can be as tough. No one's questioning his toughness. I mean, he's just not ready to go.
4: No one should be questioning his toughness, and we're questioning kind of the way the Eagles handled that. And this is not "how dare they" type questioning. This is just really type questioning. It just kind of surprises me because the Eagles have been uh, so just tied into don't give up any information until the last possible moment. That but they made a couple of decisions. I had a high time here. Uh, Got it reactivated, and Hertz not starting. Got it reactivated. How much is he part of the offense? We know he's how good he is. Uh, if he wasn't on the injured reserve list, he'd probably be just another eagle on the Pro Bowl uh, as uh, the kind of season he was having before he got hurt. Um, but there's timing. It's Gardner Minshew. Do we just believe that after being off for a month himself, Gardner being off all season, they're going to be able to go out and they had a good game last year. Uh, against the Jets, that was his favorite target, throwing the ball from into was Goddard. What do you expect out of Goddard Saturday night against the Jets?
5: Yeah, I mean, um, I expect him to be a big part of the game plan uh, because of how Gardner plays. I mean, part of it was, you know, part of it's not just Dallas being a, a great player. That's what Gardner does well. He's very quick to process. He's very quick to get the football out of his hands, which is good this week against a good pass rush with Dallas. Uh, That's a positive. Um, He likes to throw the ball inside the numbers. Some people like to throw it outside the numbers. Um, Jalen's been great at the deep ball, the go routes. I don't think you're going to see a lot of that. That's not the strength of Gardner Minshew. Uh, It's in breaking routes. Big, big bodies are good. I think this is a big A.J. Brown week as well maybe lesser of a Devontae Smith week, Um, those outside-the-numbers throws. uh, That's what he does well, Um, and that's why Dallas had such a big game last year. That was, remember, just remember, you had the Zach Ertz trade, so you still had Zach Ertz at the beginning of the year, so you had that sort of back-and-forth with the tight end still. That that was Dallas Goddard's career high at the time uh, for receiving. Uh, And that's because of how Gardner plays. Um, And I think he had six for 105 and two touchdowns, I think were the numbers. That was his best game ever at that point. Now he's, he's, he's done a lot since then, but at the time, um, so it was sort of his breaking out party post uh, Zach Ertz. And um, part of it was just how Gardner Minshew plays. And I think Gardner ended up 20 of 25 because he, and early in the game, he was great. He had a bunch of straight completions. Him and Dallas, and you know the Jets couldn't do anything with them. Um, and then they kind of ran away with the game. So much better opponent this time, um, and and we'll see how it shakes out. But that's what Gardner Win, Minshew does well. So I expect Dallas Goddard and 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 A.J. Brown to be big parts of, of the game plan.
4: One quick question for you, and it's really a two-parter, and Eddie Kratz is going to join us here in a second, so I'll just ask one of the two parts. You mentioned A.J. Brown could be a big player because it's between the numbers. What if Dallas goes man-to-man and they put digs on A.J. Brown wherever he goes? Then uh, they, the you... Eagles
5: don't care. The Eagles the Eagles think A.J. Brown could beat anybody. Um, and I was talking to actually Ian Book,
4: Um but is I'm that a smart way to handle it? Yeah, uh, I think Eagles, so. Here's here's one of my favorite John McMullen words. Eagles hubris aside, is yeah. that smart to do it? Just say, well, we don't care. A.J. Brown's that good. We're yeah. going to do whatever the hell I we mean, want.
5: You know, you know, a lot of it depends on you got to get a feel. I hate to bring up officials. I, I rarely do. But you got to have a feel because I go back to that uh, Jefferson game with Darius Slay. And Slay did a phenomenal job on them, but they let him play that day. I mean, there were there was a lot of hands on, you know. And if they're not allowing that, you know, I think that's up to uh, Shane and and Nick to adjust. Um, but yeah, I like that. I you know, just because of the NFL and the way they play the game typically. Um, receivers have the advantage and, and AJ's got the advantage on, on, on everybody. And they're not going to, they're not going to worry about Trayvon Diggs, but you know, when we talked to John Machoda, um they're having issues at that other corner spot. And, and if they travel um, Diggs with Brown, yeah, you'd be wise to take advantage of that other corner, no matter who he's on. Uh, but I think it would be kind of silly for them to travel digs anyway, because of the issues they're having on the other side. So you got to see what the the Cowboys kind of do. Shane's been very good at that. I know it wasn't the best week to point it out because I didn't love the game plan against Chicago, but Shane's been very good at seeing what's going on and, and, and sort of adjusting to to what the defense is doing. So I, I think he'll be very cognizant of that.
4: For the year, yes. Shane Steichen's been very good, as you just described him. Last week, not so much. So we'll see how that plays. Uh, and it will be in part. And I know, and, and Steichen, you keep telling us, doesn't give you anything on the record. Give you some good stuff off the record. Uh, so I'll take you your word uh, that that's the way he handles his business, which is good. Um, this will be a nice little test. The, I, I never met an offensive coordinator. heard a quote from an offensive coordinator who didn't think he dictated terms that they're going to do what they're going to do. And the defense is going to react to us. No offensive coordinator ever admitted that, well, we'll wait to see what they do. And then we'll just accordingly. No, 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 no. They all want to dictate terms. They want to be the lead dog and they want to tell the defense, here's what you better do. Cause we're going to do this. And I'm sure Shane Steichen is just like the other 31 offensive coordinator. I, I think
5: that, I think the impressive part about Shane, he's a comfortable 50, 50 like he thinks we can do we th- he thinks we can dictate, but if they're giving him something, that's how I decide he's gonna pound the you know what out of it. If he thinks they're giving him something, he's gonna adjust and and
4: really, really take advantage well, of it. And we'll see how it shakes out with Gardner Minshew with the helm. He's John McMahon, I'm Jody McDonald, Maca Mac Birds three sixty-five. It's a football Friday, and we got him because Nick Sirianni isn't talking today. So it's good to get Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated back with us here on a football Friday on Birch 365.
0: Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we
3: not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying?
0: And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly he is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
6: Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own. Not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $30,995 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales event. Did you know
1: taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: Mag guys here on Birds 365. We are joined by Easy Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated, jumping in with us on a uh, Friday. Good to see Eddie here. Um, here's why I want to start today, Ed. Uh, are you headed to Dallas?
8: I am not. No. You're
4: staying home too. All right. Good. Uh, then we're going to have to judge ourselves by the television because I have gotten into debates on the radio uh, sometimes with the guys here on the stream about the Eagles tr- fans traveling to the game. They are no. everyone, please play close attention. They are as good as, if not the best Uh-oh, traveling. To the gonna rip you. I feel it. I that's, feel it. that's perfectly fine. But sometimes they overstate how much they've taken over a stadium. They, they they'll 90, 10 Eagles fans. Come on, <laughs> stop it. Just don't, don't even go there. They may make it sound like it's 90, 10, But the only place where they've even gotten close to having uh, the other side of 50% was Washington this year. And I talked to two people who, at the Giant game, I asked, no connections, just uh, objective observers, right down the middle, not a Giant fan, not an Eagle fan. And they said it was solid 75-25 Giant fans over Eagle fans. Eagle fans again telling me we had more than half the stadium. No, you. No, right. no, but you make it sound like that, which is a which is credit to the Giant fans. How many Eagle fans are going to be in Dallas for this game, Ed Cracks? Uh,
8: maybe a hundred. No, I, <laughs> I no, I don't know. I, you know, you're probably right about that. They're always it's overestimated the number of Eagles fans, but they are loud and they you know they do their very Eagles loud, fans, uh, and that makes them sound even louder because they all know it by heart right the eagles chant uh not that difficult but uh i, I would say you know there'll, there'll be maybe uh I, it's tough to take over Dallas. i mean they have got a good fan base yeah. it's such a huge stadium that uh um, well that helps
5: cuz it's so many tickets available that the uh, eagles fans got but yeah you can't you can't take over that place and it's and christmas on christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah i right. mean
8: it's going to be people got to stay home yeah People with young kids aren't taking. I know you two know.
4: guys who are staying home named Kratz and mcmahon as a matter yeah. of fact, who are almost always. Well, those y- decisions
5: y- are made at the corporate level for me, Joe.
8: good,
4: yes. For Ed.
8: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah I had the uh, good fortune of being able to t- make my own decision on that. And, you know, it was a no-brainer to me. Uh, like me going to the
4: jet game last night was made decisions made at the corporate level as well. My wife influenced man. me and my daughter said, you idiot should not leave the house. So we listened.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Wise, was, that decision. Wise decision. Wise decision. decision. The yeah. Way it, it, three
8: it points. Boy. Um, yeah. But no, I, the Eagles fans will be there. They just, I don't even know if you'll hear them to be honest, uh, because I think it's going to be a very small number of fans that will be parked at Jerry's jerry world on uh saturday
5: afternoon the palace uh jerry's palace just outside of dallas i'd like to be very specific uh <laughs> yeah. it is been there many rally. times
8: been there many many times
5: beautiful uh beautiful stadium love uh, and that's the only thing i'm gonna miss i they they've canceled i read four thousand flights across the country because of the weather all over the country but this is going to be a disaster uh, travel weekend. So I hope everybody's okay for the Eagles. um, Jalen hurts is traveling to the game, but he's not going to play the game. Ed Kratz and Jody and I were talking about, were you a little surprised because of of how the Eagles uh, have been all season that they pulled the plug on the competitive advantage nonsense. And uh, Nick Sirianni confirmed Gardner Minshew. And earlier in the week, I was a little surprised they, Activated Dallas Goddard, they usually wait till the last minute when they do those things. Yeah, Uh, It seems like they abandoned it this week. Any thought behind that and why? Uh,
8: You know, I I think it's just a no-brainer, especially playing Jalen Hurts, or rather Gardner Minshew, uh, on Saturday. I mean, why continue with the charade? Everybody was saying Minshew should start and give Jalen Hurts the rest because, you know, the Eagles pretty much – have everything in hand here so that that was kind of a no-brainer but yeah it was surprising and then putting goddard on the on the roster on wednesday i guess it was or two i guess tuesday The days of the yeah. week's missed. day of the week is i still up. don't know what day it is i know i know it feels like a saturday or th- i don't know but uh yeah goddard was added early too usually they wait until the last minute which is four o'clock the day before kickoff 4 p.m and They did it early. I don't know. I thought maybe that might be a clue that Minshew was playing because those two, you know, have some good chemistry between each other. They got a lot of reps uh, the week leading up to Chicago with Minshew on the scout team and got it running scout team tight end. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a clue that Minshew was going to play. But uh, whatever whatever their decision or reasoning was behind the decision doesn't really matter. We know now and we can prepare for – Minshew and Goddard probably having a big game together
4: would be my uh, prediction. I I would think that's a big
5: part of the game plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Minshew stepped in, played very well against a poor Jets defense last year, but did the job uh, and asked the coach when he could be the starting quarterback. The coach just smiled at him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. When Jalen gets hurt again, which is a year later. And now that's the case. Uh, They were singing his praises yesterday, works hard, he's ready, he's been getting all the preps in and the like. I believe all of that. I think Gardner Minshew is a competitor. How does he match up with this Dallas defense? Because here's my problem, Ed. I don't know what this Dallas defense is. They'd been vulnerable to the run all year long and much better against a pass, good pass rush, uh, digs on the outside. And then all of a sudden the last couple of weeks, specifically last week, they just got abused in the secondary with Anthony Brown out What's the best way for the Eagles to attack this Dallas defense with Gardner-Minch helm?
8: Well, I I think they're going to try to throw the ball. Uh, You know, the, 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 cornerback opposite Trayvon Diggs is, uh, is injured, right? Anthony Brown is hurt. Yeah. They really
5: struggled uh, without Anthony Brown, which is surprising.
8: Yeah. Now maybe, you know, as the weeks go by, he, he gets a little better, you know, that he gets coached up, so to speak, but, I think they'll try to attack Dallas uh, in the past game. And, uh, you know, I think they'll run Miles Sanders. I mean, Miles Sanders had the most rushes of his career against the Jets when Minshew played last year. He had 24 carries in that game. And then the following week against Washington when Hertz came back, Sanders had another 18 carries. So, you know, there's been talk this week about getting Miles more involved. Uh, You know, he had 11 carries against the Bears, you know, this is a guy that's over eleven hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and he had eleven carries. Didn't touch the ball until, you know, midway through the second quarter. That that's completely unacceptable if you're game planning uh, any against any opponent. So I think they're going to try to get Miles involved as well, uh, and I think they're probably going to look for Dallas over the middle on some nice, easy throws, maybe get him involved in the, in the tight end screens. we never saw that since he went out. We didn't see anything to stole or Calcaterra uh, from a tight end screen perspective. That was a huge play uh, that they used several times in a game. Uh, So I think we're going to see some of that, but I I don't think they're going to ignore Smith and Brown on the outside either. I think they're going to try to uh, get them the ball and they may try to take some deep shots. I, I don't know how strong Minshew's arm is to, to get the ball deep. Um, but I think they'll take some deep shots as well. Um, but I think their main plan of attack will try to get the ball to Goddard, and they're going to use Sanders in the run game.
5: Um, do you think uh, the coaches are, I don't want to say excited, but interested to see how they can um, – get away from the the RPO zone read game a little bit and and run more of a conventional offense with Gardner Minshew and and get more of these aspects involved because you mentioned the Miles Sanders stuff. Look this week you just run inside zone. You know, with with Jalen on the field he's so good they feel the necessity to run zone read. And then it's up to the defender whether Jalen's going to get the keep the football, or Miles is going to get the football this week. It's more, it's a little bit easier, uh, for the coaching staff to get Miles Sanders involved.
8: Well, you, you would think so, yeah. I mean, even you know, maybe Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell, you know, throw them into the mix as well. But yeah, I, I would think that you're going to take a lot of the RPO stuff out. The offense is going to look different, you know. I, I could still see. You know, once they start getting that run game going on, the, you know, the inside zones or, the, you know, the outside tosses that you could see the RPO then come into play where maybe Minshew will take off and and sweep the outside once or twice. But he's not going to be Jalen Hurts on the ground. No way. It's just not the way he plays. But listen, this is a talented team the, the Eagles have here. I think it was Chris Sims who said, "Look, if you put Gordon or Minshew in, they're not going to skip a beat."
5: Yeah, a big week for Chris Sims. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs)
8: you know. So now we'll see. You know, because this—he, on one hand, he's right. This is a very talented team that the Eagles have. Obviously, look at the Pro Bowl. I mean, you know, insane on offense. We've been watching the Pro Bowl all season long, really, and we never knew. Yeah, uh, uh, you know. It's not just Minshew. Obviously, the quarterback's a big piece of this, but you have a defense that has 15 picks, right, which I think still leads the NFL. They haven't had one in a while, but they've been piling up these sacks, so quarterbacks are holding the ball a little bit longer, waiting for something to open, and the pass rush is getting home. 55 sacks, so you're know you bringing in one of the top defenses in the league, and you have A.J. Brown, one of the top receivers in the league. You have Devontae Smith, who's 99 yards away, from becoming the second Eagles receiver to go over a thousand yards. I mean, this is a, this is a, a well-rounded, very well balanced team that's going to Dallas. It's not just Gardner Minshew, you know, and a wing and a prayer. I mean, this is a good team that's around them.
4: Let me ask you about that sack group. The Eagles have uh, number one in the national football league past the Cowboys two weeks ago, and now have opened up a lead for the most sacks. They've been great at getting the quarterback two weeks running. How does that work against the Cowboys? They've got the Smith bookend tackles, move Tyron out to the right side because they like what Tyler Smith has done filling in for Tyron when he was hurt at the left tackle, so they just want to leave him there. So a veteran guy, but playing out of position, and we may even see a little Jason Peters giving him a playoff every once in a while, which they don't usually do on the offensive line, but John Michaud has said that's exactly what they did last week. Is this the kind of offensive line and is Dak Prescott the kind of quarterback where the Eagles can get five or six sacks again this week?
8: Well, nobody's slowed them down these last few weeks, um, you know, and Dak Prescott, I mean, he's got some mobility, but you know, he's, he's, he's going to probably be in the pocket. Uh, he's going to try to get the ball out quickly. Uh, but yeah, I think the Eagles can get home. We saw Jason Peters. You mentioned him uh, play some guard when they came to Philadelphia a while ago, that was, that was an uh, abject failure. I mean, he was terrible at guard. Um, so maybe he gets thrown in as a, you know, a tackle for some, for some snaps, but I I don't know. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think the Eagles can get home. I mean, you know, Hassan Reddick, 12 sacks, he's been, you know, 27 pressures the last few weeks. I mean, he's really upped his game. Uh, first time pro bowler, um, on the other side, Josh Sweats, look, you know, he's hunting 10 sacks. You know, he's got nine and a half. He's trying to get to the double digits like Reddick and Javon Hargrave. So, you know, the Eagles pass rush can beat you inside and outside. And uh, they're just hard to stop no matter, I think, who is playing on that offensive line. I think they will get home. Again, <clears throat> it's doing some different things too with them. You know, he's doing more twists and stunts and, um, you know, giving them better opportunities to get home. So, yeah, I think the Eagles can still generate pressure on Dak Prescott and sack Dak Prescott. You know, I could see them going for maybe three, four, or five in this game. Yeah, I don't see that line slowing them down any. By the
5: way, speaking of the pass rush, um, do do you guys know no team in NFL history has ever had four guys with 10 sacks? Yeah. Eagles already have two. Josh Witt has nine and a half. Uh, Brandon Graham has eight and a half. So they are on the cusp of doing something no team in the history of the NFL has ever done. And they generally get the pass rush done with four. Um, It's been an amazing turnaround uh, from last year where they were second. They were 30th, but second to last in the league to Detroit and sacks. And it's interesting. It's Javon Hargrave. I was talking to Javon about this. He thinks he played just as well last year. So I looked it up. Their pressure percentage was 24% last year. This year it's 24.6. That's the difference. But they're getting sacks because Hassan Redick finishes, and his impact on everybody else, I think, has been dramatic. Um, when I I'm, when I talk about defensive MVP, I said it was TJ. I'm starting to lean towards Hassan Reddick now. His just his impact on the entire defensive line.
8: Well, you you look at when the sacks come, uh, you know, they have 55. 30 of those have come on third down, which is tops in the league. Hassan Reddick's got nine of those, uh, nine of his 12 sacks on third down. Javon Hargrave has six of his 10 on third down. They're the two top. Uh, well, they're in the top five. Top five, leads yeah, the that United is number one yeah. in third down sacks. Yeah, Hargrave I think is fourth or fifth. Um, it's people have asked me what my biggest surprise of the season has been so far, and you know you, you take Jalen Hurts out of the equation because we didn't know obviously that you know Hurts would be playing at an MVP level. We had hoped that maybe he would elevate his game. Uh, from his first year as a starter, but to be playing at the level he was playing at, to me, is a huge surprise. But you take that out of the equation, and my answer is the the sacks, the pressure that they have put on him, and that's an interesting stat that the sack pressure, the pressure on a quarterback, is similar to last year. But the sacks alone, I mean, yeah, you brought in Hassan Reddick, and you thought, okay, he's sacked, uh, he's been the double-digit sacks two of the last two years. Can he make it a third? You know, that's a that's a tough uh thing to do, but he did it. And then I didn't think Brandon Graham would come back from that Achilles injury. Brandon's
5: big too. But they they missed him last year. Yeah.
8: Comeback player of the year in my opinion has to be. I mean, coming back from a torn Achilles at thirty-three or thirty-four and putting up eight and a half sacks and you know, listen. Brandon's been in this town for twelve years. He's never had double-digit sacks, so it would be nice to see him get to that milestone uh, of ten sacks. And and we'll see. He's got three games really to do it. Uh, maybe not even that. If the Eagles clinch, you know, everything on Saturday by beating the Cowboys, we'll see what they do uh, as far as stat yeah. That's a go. good
5: point. He might but, not get uh, the opportunity unless yeah, he so- gets it done. Against Jason Peters, how cool would that be if he gets
8: 10 against Jason Peters? (laughs) That'd be a great, great storyline, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and the fact that they have four guys that are, you know, kind of knocking on the door, two more knocking on the door to get to double digits to become the first team to have four double-digit sackers is really, to me, that's just a huge surprise. I never saw that coming in my wildest dreams when this season started.
4: All right, a little bit of prediction Mm -hmm. on the matchups again. And John and I were talking about it earlier that uh, both, Offensive coordinators will probably believe in themselves coming in. Oh, we'll dictate terms. They'll have to react to us. It's always a give and take. It's a chess game between coordinators, which is the inside football stuff that is very fun. Let me ask you about the inside football decision by the Cowboys. Last week, they used C.D. Lamb in the slot a lot. Put him in against Jacksonville in the slot to try and keep him from not going against the corner who made – two big picks last week, uh, and C.D. had another good game. He is not only their number one target. For me, he's borderline only target, at least out of receivers. Their tight ends are okay. If they do that a lot, will Jonathan Gannon just go, no, listen, we play the defense we play. We play zone. We play quarters. Uh, We're going to stick with what we do. Or will he react and maybe play it a little bit differently if Dallas tries to dictate terms by playing C.D. Lamb in the slot?
8: Well, if the Cowboys come out and and uh, you know Ceedee Lamb and and Dak Prescott are beating the Eagles' defense over the head by playing him in the slot and they're completing passes and he's running free, then yeah, he better react. He better figure out a way to stop it, or they're they're just going to do what Shane Steichen does on on offense with the Eagles. If a team's not stopping it, I'm just going to keep running it. So yeah, he better adapt and better adjust if Ceedee Lamb comes out and plays a lot of slot, and if Avante Maddox. You know, can't match up with him one on one, or if they bring a safety down to help, they they better find a way to to squeeze that off. Or, or the Cowboys are going to keep running it, and they'll kill him with
0: it.
5: Yeah, it's I I, I mean I typically the Eagles uh, occasionally they let Slay travel with with a big receiver, but just outside the numbers, he never plays in the slot. Now one one of the reasons why is because the eagles have so much confidence in Avante. max he's such a good slot corner um their thought process is he's their best player in the slot so if he's not getting it done well somebody else isn't going to get it done now to me that would be a, a, a more interesting question if Avante was out like he was out for a number of weeks and then you have josiah scott in there that to me would be a more interesting question, but Abonte is so good. You know, we talk about the talent level on this team. He's the top five slot corner in this league. If you put an outside corner inside, you're probably affecting two positions. So, I I wouldn't personally have a problem with with Gannon. You know, sometimes you have a great player. You tip your hat. I I think the Cowboys, from the Cowboys' perspective. They don't have uh, the complimentary receiver, which is why they're trying to find T.Y. Hilton and and something, try to get Odell Beckham off his you-know-what to come in uh, and try to help him. They don't have the complimentary receiver to take advantage and, and manipulate you. Maybe the tight end, maybe Dalton Schultz is the better, Yeah, their, their second-best receiver. Yeah, but
8: listen – Gannon did a good job taking Justin Jefferson out of the game, and that's that was the game plan: take their best player out of the game. And that's, I would think, going to be a similar approach against Dallas: is take their best player, CeeDee Lamb, out of Do the we game. We know
5: who the official is. Yeah, of Jody and I were talking
4: yeah. about. They were I letting think, him play. That I think day. it's the guy uh, Alex uh, Kemp. I think uh, who, it is. who let the the Goddard face mask get away. Yeah, yes. I
5: would not. I I don't think. I hate to bring up officials. Jody knows that. I can't stand it. But they were letting Slay, and Slay, way back I talked to, they were letting him play that day, and he was able to get very physical. I joked he could have had four interceptions in that game. He also could have had four pass (laughs) interferences in that (laughs) game. That's how they were letting him play. Usually, usually, and certainly on the road, you're probably not going to be able to get that physical um, with a receiver with the caliber of CD land. But that's... You know, you got to see how the officials are calling the game. I like,
8: I like a let it play attitude from an official. So do I. Oh, I mean, so do I. I mean, unless it's really egregious, like that face mask, which happened in the wide open. And somehow none of Alex Kemp and his, his, uh, his minions or blind mice, whatever you want to call
3: them, <laughs> all that,
8: which was amazing. Uh, that was, should have been a, been a penalty for sure. Uh, but. I like that. Let them play approach. We saw that in Chicago too. They weren't calling anything. We saw Jalen Johnson, the bears, DB, uh, AJ Brown going at it downfield, a lot of hand fighting, a lot of physicality and they didn't call anything. And and I like that. You know what? Those guys work through it, man. Let them get a rhythm and a feel for what they can do and can't do and may the better man win. And uh, I hope that's the approach that, that, that Kemp and his boys take, you know, Saturday in Dallas.
4: Eddie, how much does emotion play in this game on Sunday? We know Eagle Nation <laughs> gets jacked up every time they take on the Cowboys, their main rival. They've already beaten them once this year, but they had the backup quarterback. in. Now the Eagles have the backup quarterback, in. we know right. it's at stake that Dallas has to win if they want to save the small possibility that they could still take this division. Put it all together and come up with an, an emotional quotient. How emotional do you think the Eagles play this game? How emotional do you think the Cowboys play this game?
8: Well, just by having Gardner Minshew in there, I mean, he's an, he's an emotional wear the sleeve, you know, his emotion on the sleeve type of guy. So he he jacks up that quotient a little bit. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> That's the way this is, is the Eagles played Cooper Rush in the first meeting because Dak was on the bench and now here we are round two and the Eagles starters on the bench with Minshew in. And I think there probably will be a round three at some point in the playoffs. And I think we'll see both quarterbacks at full strength and we'll see really then who the better team was because, you know, let's face it, a backup quarterback, you're not expected to win this, this Eagles line started, I think at minus one uh, or, you know, Dallas was favored by a point and now it's grown to five after Hertz was ruled out. Uh, yeah.
5: So I'm surprised that's not a bigger story. I've been t- that, that the gamblers got the Hertz, uh, uh, injury information before anybody else. That to me should be a big story. <laughs> it, but yeah. it's not.
8: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I it, listen, I think it's going to be an emotional game. I'm, yeah, it's interesting to see how much the Eagles will show in this game because they know there's a really good shot they could play them a third time in Philadelphia, probably uh, for winner move on, loser go home uh, scenario. So it's going to be interesting to see how much they show uh, this Dallas team here in Dallas because let's face it, this is a bigger game for the Cowboys than it is the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles would like to wrap this thing up, but you know they have the luxury of three games, win one. Cowboys have to win out. Minnesota has to win out. Uh, So this game, it had all the trappings of this great matchup, you know, weeks ago, everybody's looking to this great game and it's going to break records with the ratings and this and that It just doesn't have that same appeal, at least from a Philadelphia standpoint, because Dallas needs this game and they've been struggling and they need to find a way to, you know, put those struggles behind them and win. But the Eagles aren't going to go out there and roll over either. I'm not saying that. I think it's going to be emotional. I think they're going to fight. I think there's going to be pushing. There's going to be shoving. And, uh, you know, I think the emotional quotient will be ramped up because of that and because of Gardner Minshew, who's very, very emotional when he plays this game. Right.
4: But here's my Minshew point. You mentioned how do the Eagles handle it? Do they not want to show too much? I think they let Gardner Minshew take care of that because John continues to tell us they're an RPO-based team. That's what they are. They're a Jalen Hurts-based team. Well, they have to be some other than a Jalen Hurts-based team this week because Jalen ain't playing. Right. So, Gardner, you, you have to come up with a game plan that works for Gardner, Mitch, you, that helps you win the game, and that should take care of itself as far as hiding or disguising anything for a potential third matchup between these two teams. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Great point. That's a great point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we saw Dallas struggle with the RPO game trying to defend that. They weren't really quite locked in on how to do it. You know, we saw Micah Parsons a few times just kind of frozen in space, yes. not knowing whether to attack Hertz when he got on the edge or go back out in coverage to cover Brown. And it made for easy completions to Brown because Parsons had no clue what he was doing. And, you know, they're not going to do that this week. Let's face it, Hertz isn't there. So you're right. That's going to be an issue that Dallas is going to have to solve if they meet in round three in the playoffs, is figuring out how to stop the RPO. They should have no ability to do that. Yeah,
5: I asked, you know, Nick said earlier in the year, week six, when they were playing the Cowboys the first time, when he was talking about Mikey, he said, if you can't block them, read them, and they put them in conflict, as you mentioned, uh, with the RPO, the zone read game, And he looked like Clay Matthews in the playoffs against Colin Kaepernick. He looked like a top. He didn't know what to do. Um, This week, they got to block him. They can't read him. Um, Yeah, yeah, you can do it every once in a while. And maybe Gardner takes it for three, four yards. Um, But, you know, if anybody can block him, it's the Eagles with Lane Johnson and and Jordan Mailata. So that, to me, is going to be one of the most interesting matchups of this game but whole, this time they have to block them they can't read them so they have to block them and we
8: know the eagles can block right that whole offensive yeah. line is on the pro bowl you got what two guys starting or we're not starting three but two guys, guys
5: three guys three guys the pro
8: bowl. yeah and then the two alternates right siamalu yeah. and milada are both alternate i mean yep. the whole offensive line so you know they can block
4: so advantage eagles
5: yeah 100 for jeff Stoutland university university
4: yeah. it's amazing and stoutland university will have a big say in who wins this game on saturday the question is what does ed kratz say i need you on the record there big guy Minchu you at the <laughs> helm oh, right it's, it is what? game day yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. it is we are just 30 some odd hours away from kickoff you need to tell us how you think it's going to play between eagles and cowboys
8: well, you know, it's tempting to pick the Eagles because I think Minshew is really going to be jacked for this game. And like I said, they have a good team around him. I think Minshew going to try to win one for his former coach, Mike Leach. He went down to uh, earlier this week and went to eulogize Mike Leach at his services. So I think Minshew going to be pretty fired up for this game. But I, I think Dallas will find a way to kind of uh, put some of these struggles behind them. They're jacked up for this game. Uh, they know they have to win this game, and they know they need to beat the backup quarterback. That's probably how they're looking at it, and I think they will. I think the Cowboys will win this game, um, and it'll be interesting because now the Eagles will have lost two games this year, and both were with Alex Kemp as the official. Uh, you know, no. don't know I didn't it. even think but, of that. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think the Cowboys will probably find a way to win this game, somewhere like 27 to – uh twenty somewhere in that line. I think they do beat them by a touchdown and cover whatever the spread is. it's so.
5: interesting. I didn't think of that. So Micah Parsons was the you know uh, uh enemy number one in Philadelphia for his disrespect of the Eagles, but coming out of the game it oh, might no, be Alex Jalen
4: Hurts. He didn't disrespect yeah. he 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 hiked yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, he disrespected Jalen Hurts. Yeah.
5: Interesting. Alex Kent, uh enemy Number one
4: now. For Could very well be, depending on how the flags fly. Eddie Kay, uh thank you very much for doing Football Friday with us. Since yeah. you are not getting a, on a big old jet plane going to Dallas, smart move. Um, thank Enjoy you. the uh, holiday after either an Eagle win yeah. or an Eagle yeah.
5: loss. Happy Festivus, Ed. Air those grievances. SI.com
4: backslash NFL backslash Eagles.
5: Uh, thanks, guys. Happy holidays, everybody.
8: That's Ed
4: Kratz uh, from Sports Illustrated here with some birds three sixty five. All right, he's on the record. He's picking a Dallas win. Again, it doesn't uh, mean that the Eagles are going to fall apart. They still are going to win one of their last three games and capture home field advantage throughout. But everyone wants it, or I should say, most people want it. Uh, almost everyone wants it done this weekend. Against Dallas, nothing better than locking it up against your number one rival. He's John McBone. I'm Jody McDonald. Birds 365 rocking and rolling on. We're going to have Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad. KK's always good whenever he hops on. Two good Philly guys, Ed Kratz and Kevin Kincaid. A couple of K's coming your way. He'll join us in about, ooh, 20-some-odd minutes here on Bird's 365.
0: <clears throat> post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney.
3: Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying?
0: And Mike Missinelli. Well, you know how Philly he is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
6: Number one, Jeffy Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only thirty nine ninety five, or three thirty nine per month. New Ram starting at only thirty nine ninety five, or new Ram fifteen hundred Bighorn Crew Cabs one eighty nine per month, zero down, can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeffy Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement?
1: Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: Bird Street 65 on a football Friday before a big showdown between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Oh, it's always going to be a big showdown. It's still an important game. Don't don't get too haughty, Eagles fans. They still have to win one more game before they lock up home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC. It's Eagles-Cowboys. That makes it a big game just on face value. Uh, and Dallas... They want this game. They, they they will be highly motivated to try and win this game, but they're as realistic about their chances as the Eagles are. We're talking five percent, ninety-five percent, ninety-five percent. The Eagles are going to win the division. Five percent, the Eagles are going to. Uh, the Cowboys are going to. So we can look at it in the proper focus that it deserves. But the Cowboys want to continue to build some momentum going into the playoffs. They know they're probably going to have to go through via the wild card, which means a whole lot of road games, which might actually be a better thing for the Cowboys, truth be told. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we at Birds 365 always look at things through an eagle lens. What do you think the mindset of the
0: Cowboys is? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.
8: offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what
0: you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgrainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones
8: who get it done.
5: This week, Chad. <clears throat> I think, and, and John Machado we had on earlier in the week kind of explained this. Um, it's about them from their perspective. They they have to get themselves right because they know they're locked into the fifth seed. Um, they know, they know they're not going anywhere. That's where they're gonna be, the fifth seed. So um for them, it's about the postseason as well, getting right for the postseason. You know, you mentioned those percentages uh 538 the famous political uh prediction site nate silver uh 98 they have it oh really the Eagles are i, ju- win I the just division. guessed it i rounded oh, off yeah i rounded off round it that's up what now. i'm saying that's how a faded complete this is 98 to win the division 97 first round by so the cowboys kind of know and they can't, you know, they know the Giants aren't going to catch him. The the commanders aren't going to catch him or anybody else, the Lions, uh, who might get in. um, So they're going to be the fifth seed. And they know they're going to have to go on the road against the four seed, which is going to be a very favorable matchup uh, because it's going to be the winner of the NFC South, which is the worst division in the conference, most likely Tampa Bay. Um You know, you have the Tom Brady problem, but that has not been a good football team for anybody who hasn't paid attention to Tampa Bay this year. So the Cowboys, even though it's on the road, should be favored, will be favored, should win the football game. Now, they should have won the football game last year when they lost to San Francisco, but um, no guarantee of anything. And that's why we're all talking about a potential third matchup. It's almost like the NFL scripting drama, right? Jody, you have Cooper Rush against the Eagles first and all the Cowboy fans can say, well, it was Cooper Rush and you didn't really beat us. And now it's Gardner Minshew uh, against the Cowboys down in, in North Texas and if the Eagles lose the game, Eagles fans will be able to see. well, you didn't beat Jalen Hurts. And right. then you set up well, the, the third Cowboy matchup. same way
4: said about Dak yeah. Prescott when exactly. beat Cooper Cooper Rush, Rush earlier this year. It's the same
5: uh, thing. Same exact thing. So you build up that drama for match number three, and you finally get Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Um, you know, I think that's what the NFL hopes happens. You almost think they're scripting the drama at times. Um, but, yeah, for the Cowboys, it's about getting right. For themselves because they got to get right for the playoffs they know their feet just like the
4: eagles know their beat. i brought this up uh monday and it's now even more locked in because he went full practice this week um reed blankenship uh was a participant on the quote-unquote uh projected lineup after uh not uh, having a full practice. Uh, and yesterday he was uh, fully invested in the practice, uh, not limited in any way. It's amazing the Reed Blankenship up and down. Looked like he might not make the team, even though I remember you and I talking about it back in the summer, how he always likes to have that one undrafted free agent that they can, hey, look, we got this guy when nobody else in the league thought of him. So we thought that was his way to maybe even sneak onto the roster. Sure enough, he does, makes the team. He doesn't see the light of day, doesn't play any. They got Chauncey Gardner, so he's buried on the bench. Bah, bah, bah. Ooh, shoot, injury. Ooh, they actually have him rated above a drafted player filling in at the safety position. Ooh, he goes in and plays real well, makes some big hits, becomes a bit of a fan base darling. And then he turns around and gets hurt. Oh, how are we going to survive without Reed Blankenship? The ups and downs <laughs> of Reed Blankenship's rookie year have been amazing. It looks like he's going to be good to go on Sunday, John. How big a readdition is him to the lineup for the birds?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it's tough to say coming off the Chicago game because the plan works so well. But I think, you know, again, context is everything, all right? Chicago does not throw the football well at this stage of the game. Um, they just don't. Um, so you could get away with Kayvon Wallace a little bit more in that particular game than you can get away with him uh, with the team that could throw the football. Now, obviously the best case scenario would be CJ, who's still tied for the league lead in interceptions, uh, but he's not available. Reed played very well uh, for the most part. He had the one play against uh, uh, the Packers. But I, you know, I think people forget, you know, he wasn't the one who got beaten coverage there. He just took the wrong angle. Uh, I believe Marcus Epps was the one who was beaten coverage by Christian Watson. And yeah, he took the wrong angle, but you know he'll learn from that. He's played very well. Um, so it's kind of in between it's, it's better, you know, because Dallas can obviously we've talked about some of their issues and not having complimentary rec- receiver for CD lamb and, um, you know, maybe Dalton Schultz being the real number two there, but they're a heck of a lot better throwing the football in Chicago. I mean, they're not, they're not incompetent throwing the football. They can hurt you throwing the football. Um, so it's more important to have, your actual uh post safety in there so blanket ship is their best
4: option so yeah it's a big get back this week that and of course dallas got it coming back we knew it as of early this week we thought that was going to be the case last week i asked about this last week how much do you think the weather factored into that because dallas certainly talked it up that he was good to go. As soon as he was activated, he was going to be good to go. He even questioned whether he needed to go on IR for the full four weeks, and then he has to go an extra week before he gets back into the lineup and you can draw whatever conclusion, treat into that whatever you want. This week, they weren't even waiting. They activated him earlier this week. We know he and gardner Minshew had a big game last year against the Jets. That's his type of routes and the type of routes it seems like Gardner Minchu Minch, likes to throw. Well, if I know this, and certainly John McMullen knows this, Dallas Cowboys probably know this as well. What do you think Dallas will do to try and stop a guy like the returning Dallas Goddard?
5: Well, Dallas usually plays three safeties anyway for the major their sort of base defense is a three safety defense. So they're probably better equipped for that stuff than than most people. And their three safeties are pretty good, by the way, as well. Um, at least typically uh through the season. You know, I I we we always we joke a lot about the uh, ESPN in there. Stupid football power (laughs) index, and Dallas seems to be number one. I, I, that seems to be
4: has been, continues to be, is still as we sit here right now. And if God forbid the Eagles win this game with Gardner Minshew this week, and they're still number one come Christmas Day, that's not going to be a good look for you. It's not now, but it'll just even be worse. Yeah,
5: I, I mean, they, they are a good football team. Now that's silly. Uh, yeah, but they are a good football team and i think defensively especially and that's what i was trying to look up so defensively they're eighth overall you know top 10 they're they're top 10 in most categories most significant categories um they're they're number 1 in generating turnovers number 1 they're even better than the eagles they create more turn turnovers um they're number two in turnover ratio to the Eagles. The Eagles are number one in, in turnover ratio because they take care of the football a little bit better. Um, but I think a big part of their defense is those safeties. So we're talking about Donovan Wilson. That's why, you know, Donovan Wilson has played 812 snaps. <coughs> uh, Malik Hooker's played 684. And J. Ron Kearse played 636. They play those guys together. They might be the only team in the league that just flat out base defense, three safeties. Right. Um, so they might they might be better equipped to handle tight ends than any other team in the NFL. And I I I and, and when you have these bad defensive games, and we see it here, probably Philadelphia is the best example of this, Jody. The Eagles are the second ranked defense. In the entire NFL, we talked about the sacks, the turnovers, the number one pass defense, everything they have, And you still have a big portion of the fan base that thinks the defense stinks, because again, I think in the modern NFL, good offense beats good defense. So even the best defenses can be gashed if you're playing good offense. And to me, good offense starts with, if you can block people, you can score in this league. So when you look at the Cowboys and say, wow, they gave up a 17-point lead, their defense stinks. Their defense doesn't stink. It's really, really good. Um, And you got to be wary of it. You can't just default to, oh, they gave up. Everybody gives up leads in this league, maybe with the exception of the 49ers.
4: Yeah, but, see, but you here, know, here? I
5: got to look at the 49ers' schedule because I'm sure they've had bad games defensively as well. Because had one,
4: Kansas City sp- hung a 40-plus spot on. Well, them. there you go. That was, uh, I think Bose was out of the lineup that day. 49ers were a little beat up defensively when Kansas City had the big day on them. Um, I it, defenses can peak and valley, they can go up and down, and we'll see if the Cowboys can get back on an uptick. Uh, last night, the Jet defense. They did a pretty damn good job of shutting down the Jaguars' offense, held them to a couple of field goals. The Cowboy defense didn't come close to doing what the Jets' defense did against that same Jaguar offense in back-to-back weeks. Um, I, I'll say the Cowboy defense, they've been too good too often this year to get dismissive because they got uh, a 40-spot hung on them last week. But they're not playing their best defense right now and the Eagles need to know they're definitely
5: not they're definitely not but I think when you when you look at the players and you you see and we haven't even brought up I was talking about the safeties I mean Micah Parsons is is whether you like him or not it's one of the best defensive players in this league yep DeMarcus Lawrence is still one heck of a player up front Dorrance Armstrong is having a, a good year I know he's a little bit banged up I think he's questionable But he's a really good player. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch is out, but they still have um, uh, 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 the linebacker from Minnesota, uh, former Pro Bowl guy,
4: uh, Anthony
5: Anthony Barr. Barr. Anthony Barr. Um, I mentioned the safeties. Trayvon Diggs is, you know, don't let your guard down on that guy. Let's put it that way. They have a lot of good players on defense, so. I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, you know, just because they had a bad week, don't assume uh, they're a bad defense.
4: Trayvon Diggs is a lot like Darius Slay. I know Eagle fans probably won't want to hear that uh, because Slay has been as good as he has since he got into an Eagle uniform. Yeah, Slay gets beat too. Slay makes big plays. He's a playmaker. That's why he likes being called big play. Everybody Slay, gets though. beat. Everybody gets beat. I flipped on the chats.
5: my Gardner's having a great year. Great year. I happened to flip on the game. The minute I flipped on the game, Evan Ingram made him look silly, a tight end. Everybody gets beat. It's so hard to play corner in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you are, you're getting beat at certain points and this assumption that guys don't get beat, they get beat. You see Slay is a phenomenal, phenomenal cornerback. But yeah, if you're, if you're judging, Oh, we can never get beat. That doesn't exist. That doesn't
4: exist. No such thing as a shutdown corner in the national football league anymore. Just doesn't happen. But uh, I'm just uh, saying that because Diggs is a playmaker. Hey, you want, oh, you pick out the play where he gets beat. Okay, fine. Do you pick out all the interceptions that he comes up with? He he will give up a play every once in a while, but he's also got a chance to make a game-turning type play. So I think the Eagles would be well-advised to do exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars did last week. Find out who's playing the other side away from Diggs and just abuse the Cowboys backup cornerbacks. That's how uh, Trevor Lawrence did it last week. Gardner Minshew would be advised well-advised to do the same exact thing. We'll see if that's the way that uh, Shane Steichen decides. I don't know if he way. has
5: the arm strength to do it. That's my one concern with Gardner Minshew. I don't think he can just sit in the pocket and sling it outside the numbers consistently. So you got to scheme some
4: things up with Gardner. Because Lawrence certainly does have that kind of arm. Uh, it was on display last week against the Cowboys, and he made a couple of those throws last night against the Jets. All right, Jordan McDonald, John McMullen, here with you on Birds 365. Kevin KK, the uh, main man at CrossingBroad.com, going to jump in with us. We'll talk some Eagles-Cowboys with KK. Uh, we've still got 40 minutes left to chop it up with you on Eagle Cowboy Week here on Birds 365.
6: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own. Not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown Big Finish Sales Event. Did you know taxes
1: could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today
4: Jody McDonald, John McMullen, the Mac and Mac guys here with Young Birds 365. We are joined by another bearded wonder, is being much darker than either McMullens or mine.
5: You got to cut that thing off and just go mustache for Gardner this week, Kevin.
9: Oh man, that would be something else, wouldn't it? I (laughs) I don't know. Did you
4: even contemplate that, Kincaid? Yeah.
9: No, I never really did the mustache November. What's it called? Movember. I yeah, never really yeah. read any of that yeah, stuff. You yet. don't, don't want to do that. I don't think my wife and children are ready for that quite yet. Jordan
5: Jordan uh, Jordan Milada did that. He, uh, oh, did he? Trying I to do bring it.
9: the mustache back. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. doesn't
5: even have it right now, so I don't know why people are going nuts.
9: How do I sound, by the way? I'm I'm I've just defeated a sinus infection, so if I sound nasally like uh, Fran, oh, you Drescher. sound
5: spectacular. Yeah. Okay, I like right. it, nice deep voice. I like very
4: good, it. very good. I Would, would not have compared you to Fran Drescher ever, ever. No, no I, I do I, have I, a different kind of voice. I'd like that. to see her in a mustache, as a matter of fact. No, never. Oh mustache. man, um, <laughs> I don't don't want to go there. All wow. right, uh, Kincaid, who has got more pressure on them this week, Gardner Minshew or Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott for sure. Not even a question.
9: I mean, we've got the built-in excuses already, Jody, right? You know, if the Eagles win, the Cowboys are frauds. If the Eagles lose, you just use the same excuse that they used.
5: Yeah.
8: Uh, You know, didn't
9: have our starting quarterback. Right. And, uh, I don't think Gardner Minshew is the kind of guy who feels any pressure anyway. He's just, he's just a, you know, football loving, you know, go out there and have fun kind of dude. And he's no joke either. I mean, like, I feel pretty confident with him in there. I feel just as confident with Gardner Minshew in there as I did with Nick Foles in 2017.
4: Here's where I think I can legitimize the question. Because on its face, of course, it's uh, Prescott because the Cowboys are trailing yeah. the Eagles and they got to qualify for five, 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 five. Yeah. Gardner Minshew wants to start in this league. The fact that last year when he beat the Jets, he walked into Sirianni's office and said, hey, how can I become the starter of the Philadelphia Eagles? And Nick kind of smiled and laughed <laughs> at him and said, yeah. Thanks, Gardner, but not happening. I'm sure he feels exactly the same again now. And he's a free agent at the end of this year. Last mm-hmm. year he knew that wasn't the case. He was under contract to the Eagles again. He comes out with a big game tomorrow. He basically guarantees himself a start, a shot to be, compete for a starter's job next year. He comes yeah. out and lays an egg. He'll be looking for a backup job, job again next year. So to me, that kind of does make it pressurized for Mr. Minshew as well
9: pressure on him individually in a right. vacuum not necessarily related to the Eagles future yeah but that's a good yeah I think that's accurate I would agree with that um, you know and, and people seem to forget too uh, he's, he's not some career backup you know I mean he was the starter he, in he took Nick Foles job you know I mean he came in and had a pretty uh, pretty strong run there initially I you know we joke about it now and we say Minshew mania and all that stuff. But for a couple of weeks there, I mean, he was like the hottest thing in the NFL, you know. That, yeah. wasn't, that really yeah. wasn't that, that that long ago. So I think that's why I feel pretty comfortable, uh, you know, going into that game. By the way, the biggest compliment that you can pay to Jalen Hurts is that the line for this game moved an entire touchdown.
4: Close to it, Yeah. A half.
9: How many other quarterbacks in this league are worth seven points or six points spread? Yeah. And it was amazing. by yeah. the way that
5: yeah. i i keep saying this so i'm gonna say it to you kevin i'm beating yeah. a dead horse because nobody cares but yeah. i think it's a problem that the gambling community found out about this injury first uh yeah. more than any nfl insider anybody's around the team yeah. um you know all of a sudden it went from one to five and people are looking around going what the heck happened here that was a um,
9: weird 30 minutes on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody just kept refreshing, waiting to hear the worst news of all time. But you know, what my immediate thought was, John, it's like, hey, a Crossing Broad, that's how we make all of our money. Is with yeah.
5: Well, books. I had no problem with it, but I think the NFL should be concerned about it.
9: Yeah. Uh, well, the point somebody. I was going to say I mean, we've got all these relationships with the sports books. How do I get to their contacts? You know, all these people who know that something's up with Jalen Hurts, hey, you got to feed that information to me. Exactly. I could, beat, I could beat Garofalo. I could beat Rapshie. Yeah. I could beat all these guys. I got to get somebody yeah. to help me out. Well, let
4: me, let me, let me paint a possible scenario for you guys. And this is based on no information or inside knowledge. Adam Schefter signed a contract extension with ESPN this year. Did he not I believe so? Right. Wasn't there at least the conversation that he could go to work for one of the major betting outlets just to make sure that they got the information that he has before anybody else. Now he didn't sign. He stayed with ESPN, but is there a chance? What do you think he's double dipping? I'm just throwing it out there. I know nothing. I'm like Sergeant Schultz here. I know nothing. I'm just saying.
9: It's a very interesting topic, is it not? And I think if there's anything positive to come out of this is that, The NFL and the books don't want any, like, wishy-washy kind of stuff happening right up until game time. So I think there is a renewed emphasis on, like, hey, if there's injury information, let's get it out there and let's be transparent with it, Um, unless a guy is what questionable, and he really is truly a game-time Hold on, hold on.
4: Are you telling me – FanDuel dictated that Nick Sirianni tell us that Jalen Hurts wasn't playing on Thursday? That's why he came out with it that early? That the NFL said, no, we can't be wishy-washy. Kincaid hit the nail right on the head? We can't be wishy-washy. Is he playing or isn't he playing? Tell him, Sirianni.
9: Yeah, you want to know, is he playing or is he not playing? And with the sports, I mean, maybe not necessarily through the path of the sports books mandating, hey, we need to know. But I mean, we got from point A to point B. Somehow, right? So there's no the Jalen Hurts injury thing was resolved days before the game is actually going to take place. Mm-hmm. So I think people in a vacuum would probably say that that's a win, you know?
5: Yeah, that's true. We we don't have the nonsense competitive advantage uh, that we typically have.
9: Yeah, leading yeah, that's up a to a game. game. Yeah.
5: Um, I do want to talk about Jalen as a whole because I I saw you and Kyle talked about, and I think this is an interesting debate Jody and I had it. There's two extremes to the spectrum, right? You have these group that group that says Jalen Hurts ran it 17 times. That's too much. You can't run Jalen Hurts 17 times. Then you have the more contextual view, and Nick Sirianni got in the weeds about it. And you can always tell. I tell Jody, you can always tell when something hits home with with Nick, because he gets in the weeds and explains things really mm-hmm. distinctly. He said, "We well, got victory formation. You got quarterback sneaks. You take that off." Um, And then you have all the zone reads, and that's up to the defender who gets the football. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if if they crash, Jalen's going to go outside. Uh, If not, you're going to hand the football inside zone to Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. So there there are two extremes. Nick said there were two called runs for Jalen Hurts. By the way, Shane Stuggan said there were six, so there's even disconnect in the yeah. building and that's not um, one or
9: two off that's a difference yeah. of four yeah. yeah
5: either way though but the people saying 17 carries system they're they're fully you know what as well where i think nick hit home is explaining this is why we're good this is why we do that so when jalen hurts gets back kevin kincaid mm-hmm. are you going to be cautious with him or are you going to run the offense that made you
9: so good gonna run the offense that got us to 13 and one you know they may never john they may never be at this point ever again in jalen hurts I entire heard. career how yeah. often does a team go 13 and one like they they are in it to win it there is no looking ahead to next year or like protecting this guy or whatever yeah you're probably going to sign him to a, to a long-term contract but they may never have a better chance to win the super bowl than they do right now okay so you do what got you there um It's just the nature of these kinds of quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not saying anything profound here, but the bottom line is that, look, if you, that's why I did the example in our show the other day, if they called 100 RPOs in a row, but 100 times in a row, the defense, the defensive read was for Jalen hurts to pull and run himself. Then he's making the right decisions. You know, it's not even about the right or the wrong decision. It's, it's the decision is predicated on what somebody is showing you. So I don't have an issue with it. My, my only issue beyond it is that you do have to go outside of the scheme of option plays to manufacture legitimate touches from miles Sanders. Right. Yeah. Cause you can't come back after. And you'll a, after see that week. this
5: week, by the way, you'll see just yeah. regular inside zone because yeah. Yeah. Gardner can't, he yes. can do it, but he's not going to be as effective.
9: He's, he's not, no, Gardner Minshew is not Dennis Dixon and and Pat White and pick yeah. any other college quarterback who ran zone read to, to perfection. He's He is not that, you know, and so that's, that's my only thing is that you can throw your hands up in the air after a game and say, well, we had 27 RPOs and only one of them went to Miles Sanders. Well, in the end of the day, you've still failed to get the ball in the hands of a pro bowler, right? So, I mean, more than one, you know, this is a classic case of more than one thing can be true, right? So um i'm just i i throw caution to the wind honestly like i know people are concerned about the quarterback but like i, I the way that i look at it in the immediacy is like they're 13 to one man you may not get another chance to do this anytime soon so you got to go for it and you got to keep doing what's made you successful up until this point
4: but here's here's where john and i diverge in the woods john is a guy who believes that you don't change a thing that mm-hmm. you, your two choices are we scrap it all and redo the offense because jalen got hurt or We're going to do whatever the hell we want because we're the Hmm. Philadelphia Eagles and we're 13 and one and we're going to do it because we know it. There's a happy medium in the middle there. You can adjust the offense. You can, you can pull back on the reins a little bit and not have Jalen run it as much. I don't know. I, maybe I'm a centrist but, at heart, but I don't know the reason why people feel the need to get to the divergent ends. Maybe it's because of the political climate in which we live. You've got to be one That's or right. the other. You can't yeah. be in the middle. I think the middle is where they belong. I yeah. think they need to adjust some. I think part of why Jalen got hurt was they lean on it a little too heavily, and there's a happy medium somewhere in the middle. But we. I think
9: say. the thing. I think the thing that bolsters your argument, Jody, is that Jalen Hurts has turned out to be a much better passer than any of us expected. He's thrown beautiful.
4: He's the highest-rated back- passer from the pocket in the NFL. Highest. Exactly. Numero uno. Number one from the pocket. If so we were talking about. Pocket
9: if we were talking about Tim Tebow here and all he could do is run zone read and RPO and throw screen passes and throw 10 yards. I mean, then we'd have a different conversation, but Jalen Hurts is dropping, you know, dimes over the shoulder to, to not just his WR one, but Devontae Smith as well. So you can say, yeah, we can chuck the ball down the field. And they did chuck the ball down the field. That's the irony in all of this. Yeah. They did it in
5: that game.
8: Yeah.
9: Yeah. Is that in the game where he ran the ball 17 times, he also threw it 12 times. 20 yards or more down the field i mean so you could legitimately say yeah we can make some tweaks to the offense because he is that damn good at, at, at the other part you know so i mean it's like you're spoiled for riches honestly he's an amazing zone read and rpo quarterback but he's got two great wide receivers the best wide re- he's got the best weapons of any quarterback going back to god Gotta fine though i mean shady and macklin in 2014 i guess i, I don't know sure. but yeah, so you, you can make an argument that you can tweak it just because he's so much better at that than anybody thought he was going to be.
5: Yeah, um, to bring a, a, a larger theme to it, because I also uh, believe this, and you're a good person to bounce this off of, Kevin, because you uh, cover all Philadelphia teams. Um, in a lot of ways, I think Sam Hinkie broke Philadelphia. For, for a number of fans from this perspective, Nobody ever thinks, everybody's always talking about the future. Everybody's always talking about the future. There's a big difference between being the worst team in basketball and trying to rebuild and being 13 and one, as you pointed out. 13 Mm -hmm. and one doesn't come around often. This team's been around since 1933. (laughs) All right. They've already tied the franchise record for wins. I always go back to Dan Marino. Dan himself said, second season makes the Super Bowl. You know, it's like so far up ahead of everybody else in, in, in the passing game. Oh, I'll be back. Never got back. Never got back. The assumption the window's open for five years, you got to seize the moment. Everybody's talking about, not, not everybody, but again, uh, 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 talking about the Saints game. You got to win the Saints game to make sure you, the draft pick goes higher. No, you don't you got to win the super bowl you have to take advantage of this window where yep. are you on that sort of spectrum
9: i agree 100% the window is now and that's why i've taken this maybe annoyingly hardcore turn to jody's lunatic fringe of pasadelfia <laughs> this year because you know i hear these gripes about jonathan gannon i hear what seth is saying right um i've been i've been I've been obliterating Seth all year long because I think that when you square it down to the most basic thing, they're 13 and one, this never happens. This happens maybe once every 25 years. If that you have, like, if we are not living in the moment and enjoying the moment right now, then what are we doing? Why do we watch football? Why do we cover football? Like, this is, this is it. This is it. If you want to like, you know, keep an eye out and say, well, yeah, we have the draft next year and you got these picks. Or I mean, that's, that's fine. It's nice. You yeah. Can, you can, but you can win the whole damn thing right now. Yeah. you Win the whole damn thing right now. And I think that we're just conditioned to, you know, always be asking for what could be better, what can improve or whatever. And like, I get it. That's a good philosophy to have in life. Like I can always get better at something. Right. But can't do much better than 13 and one like there's not but you know you're, you're going from it's easy to go from bad to good it's easy to go it's easier to go from good to great to go from great to elite it's like very little you know this is what people are arguing about on twitter right now is this much mm-hmm. you know so i just want people to You can have all these conversations we can have these discussions about jonathan gannon and scheme and jalen hurts and running and whatnot i just hope people are enjoying the ride man because because this stuff just doesn't happen very often in the windows right now it's right
4: now now you know i agree with what you're saying Comma, but, comma. <laughs> uh, Classic, um, right
9: here. Yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, Jalen Hurts in the MVP. Prior to last week's game against Chicago, he was the favorite in the MVP. He was less than even money. He was minus 120, 140 to win the MVP. Uh, again, the gambling outlets get information before John Q public does the mm-hmm. cowboy eagle line moves, as does the MVP wagering and Jalen goes go, goes from a minus bet to a plus 400 four to one to win the MVP. I don't have a problem with that. Some people thought that that was outrageous. How do you do? You got hurt. You can't hold getting hurt against them. Yeah, you can. That's kind of what it's all about. Joel Embiid has lost the last two MVPs because uh, Jokic plays every single game for Denver. That is what kind of they base the MVP on your most important ability being availability. Sorry, Jalen, it sucks, but you got hurt and you're going to miss time and it's going to cost you the MVP. You got a problem with it?
9: Not really. I mean, we all know Carson Wentz would have won it in 2017 if he stayed healthy. He even got two votes. Carson wentz got two votes you know yeah and like the basketball people can have all these discussions about vorp and raptor and all this crap you know like the dorks with the calculators come in and they make their own formula and they say well according to my formula i like vorp by the way (laughs) yeah i'm a bit you're a big vorp guy john (laughs) Uh, huge vorp guy yeah huge vorp guy but but here's the point like you know, we 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 have all these stupid cliches and stuff like that. But uh, the best ability is availability. Yeah. Like ultimately, the voters have 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 whether you believe that or not. The voters have have come to say that that is indeed true. Correct. So that's the bummer because I think I would I would have liked to see. And maybe we still have this discussion if Jalen comes back after this game. But how do you, how do you compare an apple to an orange? in Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. How do you compare a guy who does all this damage on the feet? And is an incredibly high. I'm going to give you a stat that they use in basketball that we don't use in football. But usage rate, you know, the, the usage rate for Jalen Hurts running and passing, he's got the ball in his hands more than Mahomes does. So, yeah. how, how do you, how you do you, sure park about all that? Of these, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure. I don't even have to look it up. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. absolutely sure. Yeah. It, combine, it, his, it, pa- combine his passing attempts and his rushing attempts, especially what he's done in the red zone. I mean, you, you, how do you parse that? It's just, You're comparing two different quarterbacks. I would have loved to see how the general public, uh, you know, this is uh, this is the stupidest thing, call him, quote-unquote, a running quarterback when he's throwing great passes this year versus a, quote-unquote, pure passer in Patrick Mahomes, who also is pretty good on the feet, too. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I would have liked to see that discussion. I would have liked to see them both yeah, Well,
5: that's one of my yeah. most hated discussions in the world because you always hear, oh, a dual-threat quarterback can't win the Super Bowl. Look. Well, You know, Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl. Trent Gilper won a Super Bowl. I find it very hard to believe that if the stars align, Jalen Hurts can't win a Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, on the back end of that argument, Kevin, if he does win the Super Bowl, those critics will say, well, that's because he improved as a passer, which is right. So I I don't even understand the discussion because you've already – I always joke in in these debates. If you got the GPS programmed uh, to the destination, it's getting you there. No yeah, matter how yeah. many ter- turns you take, it's getting you there. And if well, you and believe if was- a running quarterback can't win a Super Bowl, Steve Young. But they already said, well, Steve was a great. Thr-. Yes, but he yeah. could run. Yeah. So yeah. the debate is skewed because already Jalen Hurts is a great passer. As Jody pointed out, he leads the NFL
9: in, the in pocket. pocket passer rating. He's yeah, top yeah.
5: five in passer rating overall. Yeah, he's already a good thrower.
9: When you get to the you get to the problem too. This happens in everything that requires any kind of vote. Is the is the subjectivity of the term value? How do you define the term value? Yeah. It's like well, when you go to the when baseball when the baseball writers vote on the Hall of Fame every year. Those ballots are all over the place. There's like one dude who hasn't voted for a single person in four years because he doesn't think any of them are good enough. Then you have some who vote for the steroid guys. You have some who are like steadfastly against the steroid guys. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we got rappers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know I mean, like what? Yeah. What is what is the criteria? Like the criteria needs. By the to way, be... you're a rocker.
5: What? Why did it take Pat Benatar so long to get the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
9: Oh, don't <laughs> even get me started on all of this. There's bands that like it took Judas Priest like 75 years to even get in there, yeah. you know. So, but Eminem is in there, you know. So I don't, I don't know. We'll, but... well I have, to
4: have a se- separate yeah. Birds 365. Uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rock and Roll 365. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um I brought this up with Ed Kratz earlier, and you deal with. The the public your website get responses stuff like that Kevin so you're a good guy to ask. Um, Eagles are as good a traveling fan base as there is in the National Football League. You know it, I know it, John knows it. Oh, they know it too, and they like to tell me about it when I'm on the radio about how the Giant game a couple weeks ago was three to one Eagles fans. No, it wasn't. I I asked a couple people specifically. What yeah. would you say the breakout was? And they said more giant fans and Eagle fans. Eagle fans were just loud, um, but they sometimes overstate exactly how many people uh, make the trip and get tickets to get in the stadium. This week is a week. It's going to be very difficult. And I'm not knocking or mocking Eagle fans at all because it's Christmas. The weather stinks yeah. and Dallas is good. They're not just going to give up their tickets. So I don't expect that big time Eagle presence they have given their team that on the road this year. And I think it's helped. That's not the main reason they are 13-1, but it's helped. How small a contingent of Eagle fans do you think will be in Dallas tomorrow?
9: Well, I think the overarching theme here is that you go to Dallas, you go to Washington, you go to New York every year. You know, so for the fan groups, you know, fans of Philly, for example, who are putting together these trips, you know, Washington, Dallas – New York are not exotic. Like you're not looking forward to those. It's like, it's like you don't get the, you know, they're looking for like the Raiders road game to pop up every 10 years or something. They're looking for the, the chargers road game to pop up every so often. I, I think the, I don't think there's any allure to going down to Dallas because most of the Eagles fans who do all the traveling all the time, have probably already been there before. Already, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you're looking for, you're looking for like the different locations or whatever, but uh, that's a good point though. I mean, I never really remember any Dallas game where there was like a massive, Philly contingent there because Dallas has a good you know they, they fill up that stadium with their own you know poser people all the time so um, but can I make a quick point actually the the Dallas fans down in Texas are some of the nicest people on the planet been there done that it's amazing they're very knowledgeable very polite and everything we were at I went to the Texas West Virginia game a couple of years ago we ran into a bunch of Cowboys fans down there like, I think they were the most knowledgeable and nicest people I've ever run into in my entire life which I think just proves the point that it's about their cockroach fans up here who don't have any <laughs> to yeah i think it's the there, you know
5: the yeah. national cowboy fans i think yeah. you're right you hit that uh, yeah. and i think that's everywhere yeah um yeah. but uh because when i covered the vikings uh you you would have i would always joke david putty from seinfeld for seinfeld fans what, yeah um when he they're that type of people that paint their face and they're obnoxious and yeah um yeah i think it's the outliers outside of texas
9: i think you hit that let uh, me on the head let me let me say this because i want to ask i want to ask you guys if you agree with this or not because i got some pushback on this when we were talking about it on our show i i have sensed at least from some people who are in their 20s it's not everybody for sure but I sense that there was there was less animosity towards the Cowboys or less hatred to to the Cowboys for a sp- specific kind of generation because when they were growing up, the Cowboys stunk, right? Oh and yeah, yeah. Like they weren't good. So, but they watched Eli Manning, even though the Giants weren't amazing during that stretch. They watched him win a couple of of championships, and they're yeah. also around you know people who yeah. live on the, in the northern suburbs and in New Jersey bump into Cowboys fans. I think a lot more than they bump into to Dallas fans. So I think for a certain portion of birds fans who are like under 35 or 30, like, I think they look at the giants and probably see that that is as much of a rivalry game as anything I've noticed on crossing broad, that site traffic for Dallas week has not been as high in the last two years as it was in prior years. So I don't know if there's just not as much juice for it as there, as there yeah, was. Yeah,
5: no, no doubt. It was the yeah. Stallback Cowboys that just dominated the Eagles yeah. for older fans for years that built up their hatred. And that's why, you know, when Wilbert Montgomery breaks through, that was such a seminal moment for Eagles fans because they finally beat the Cowboys. Yeah. And then you had the Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer era. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, yeah, a lot of the yeah. younger fans have Even no... Staubach
4: is now a shrinking <laughs> oh, yeah. generation. Oh, no, yeah. The, no. yeah. The main rivalry is Jimmy Johnson starting yeah, Buddy Ryan against Jimmy Johnson and co Tight yeah. against Jimmy Johnson. That's that's when the, the true hatred for the Cowboys here in town was generated for, for fans who were in that uh, key, like 10 years old, that's when you really become a fan. Sometime between eight and ten, and then you carry that with you for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, that's true. when I think uh, and that, the cowboy that, eagle rivalry was at its greatest.
5: And that Cowboys team was really, really good. But they that's were. been that's been a long time.
9: Right. So who um, do you hate if you're if you're 25 years old? What Cowboys did you despise growing up? Like yeah, Tashard um, Choice. There's no reason to. Yeah. Yeah. No, saying. you're too, yeah, you're, no, you're too good, young yeah.
4: to hate uh, Troy Agan. Yeah.
9: Yeah,
5: I do yeah. want to talk about this.
4: is the lead though. announcer on Fox. He's not the yeah. Dallas Cowboys no. quarterback. If you're 25 years old, that's what you think of Troy Hankman as. Oh, Joe Buck's partner. Yeah. And he's uh, only
9: the second, he's the second least favorite partner on a two man crew. So there you go. Yeah.
5: Uh, disrespect. It's been a big theme started with Micah Parsons. Uh, Chris Sims disrespecting Jalen hurts. which yeah, yeah, is actually yeah. kind of true. This is a big week for the disrespecters, uh, Kevin, because if Gardner Minshew can perform with this offense, and by the way, think about this. So the Eagles like to play 11 personnel. When Jalen Hurts is out there, 10 of those guys are pro bowl caliber players or alternates. It's crazy. Um, You know, with Gardner out there, it'll be nine. Um, The supporting cast is very good. I, I don't think Micah Parsons disrespected Jalen Hurts. Chris Sims a little bit different. Um, where are you on the disrespect meter? Everybody's disrespecting everybody.
9: To me, the Micah Parsons thing seemed like a like a like I would categorize it as like a backhanded compliment. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, because he wasn't saying he wasn't trying to take. I think in saying how good the coaches were and how good the offensive line was and how good everybody else was, he kind of, you know, marginalized what hurts achievements. You know, he's just been, he's been just as good as anybody, but I didn't take, he didn't come out like like crush the guy and kill the guy and say he can't play and he stinks or whatever. It was very, he had to read between the lines there and he had to do some parsing. I looked a lot at Von Miller's body language, you know, cause it was like, Parsons was looking at him and kind of like nodding. Like, you you get what I'm saying? You play the same position, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, even but it, a, a backhanded compliment is still backhanded, right? You know, so I, I think that as much as these guys, for as much as Jalen Hurts has loved in that locker room, and as much as he's, those guys have bought into him and supported him along the way, like, just because he's not playing in this game, they're still going to go down there motivated and pissed off, right? Like, we, we don't, we're not thinking that that's just going
4: to disappear, Correct. How far how far do we have to get into the weeds to evaluate Gardner Minshew's performance here? The Eagles have been averaging almost 30 a game, 29 in change scoring per game. Jalen's quarterback rating is is up near 110. If the Eagles win this game 2120, and Gardner Minshew's quarterback rating is 90, the the Uh, Jalen detractors get to go, see, they beat the Cowboys. They didn't even need Jalen Hurts. Do we have to do a little bit more of a deep dive at the actual quarterback play and how the game plays to be able to compare what the Eagles are without Jalen Hurts and with Jalen Hurts?
9: It's kind of a moot point because those people are going to say it anyway, Jody, regardless of whether his QBR is 70 or 130. You know, I mean, like we live in the era of uh, you just make up your own news and choose what to believe and choose what not to believe. You know, it's like that's why all
4: these stats suck. Yeah, I mean, there's one stat that you can grab a hold up and go, yeah, but look at this stat. And even though there are nine or ten, it's like right in the face of the statement you're trying to make
9: that's why I was rolling my eyes when chats came out the other day and he's like, well, Patrick Mahomes has a 1500 D D R D Y R. I don't even know how to say it, you know? And then it's like, D-Y-R. look, man, if you're, if you're, if you're D
5: D Y A R that's different than D B O A. That's right. Yeah.
9: If you, but listen, here's the thing. If the formula that you're using to make your argument for Patrick Mahomes being the MVP also includes a top five of, of Jared Goff and Geno Smith, my guy, Geno." Uh, then it's Gino, probably not yeah. the strongest strongest argument to Yeah, see. why
5: don't like ESPN's football power index gets a lot of hate? Uh, rightfully so because it Should. They had Dallas number 1 mm-hmm. and they stayed number 1 after blowing a 17-point lead over yeah. Jacksonville. Now at some point if you have this formula, you say, "Huh, eh, they probably shouldn't be number 1 this week." Do you yeah. tweak something or you just you love your borp so much you can't get away from borp?
9: You know what it is. It's like to what Jody was saying earlier. It's like if you if you go too far on either end of the analytics versus eye test spectrum, you're doing yourself a disservice. If all you want to talk about is numbers, you're not watching the game. If yeah. all you want to do is watch the game, then you're not using any numbers to help inform and, and educate at the same time. You know, I think to the latter point, like people look at Jonathan Gannon's defense and they say, well, they're giving up some running plays. They're giving up some running plays. You got to go further. You got to go a step further. They don't give up explosive plays over the top. They don't yeah. give up big passing places, which is the, the scheme, goal, by the, the way. Yeah, the scheme yeah. is doing exactly what it was supposed to do. So I think, like, you got to live somewhere in the middle. There's, there's a, there's a, you know, probably the uh, truth with everything here, guys, is that you got to be in the the the, the middle of, of everything because there's just not in everything in this, these days we're too too far off the you know fringes whether it's analytics, eye test, conservatives, democrats, all this you know crap hole, You know, it's just it's exhausting. The Gavin it is, is
4: so yeah. friggin' easy sacks yeah. that's all you need to know sacks. sacks they get sacks they're number one in the league in sacks i don't care how the hell they get sacks yeah. if they yeah. get sacks you better believe he's getting the job done and that's yeah. why those who are still questioning gannon are just ludicrous yeah. and ridiculous all right yeah. uh, we're running out of time here kk so i need you on the record gardner minchu gets the start certainly wants to do well for his eagle <laughs> brethren but also for himself for potential next year Cowboys want to cling to that little hope that they can steal this division. How's it play out Saturday?
9: It's gonna be a very close game. Neither team is gonna cover. I think it's like a like a 27 to 24 or a 24 to 21 kind of game. But I think the Eagles show up motivated, you know? I mean, look, Dallas has not exactly shown themselves to be world beaters in the last couple of weeks. They struggled with the Texans and they're coming off a loss. So if you want to, if you want to crown the Cowboys, you can crown them.
5: Yeah. But, Go Denny uh, Green. I love yeah, it. Denny
9: Green, day. the late Denny Green. Right. But um, <clears throat> I, th- I think the Eagles can get it done. I think the Eagles can, can win like a, a 27 to 24, like a, like a 26 to 23 kind of game.
4: Something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. KK. Always a pleasure. We appreciate it. Whenever you come on, make sure you check out crossing board on a day in, day out basis. Thank you for jumping in with us today, buddy. Have a happy holiday.
9: You guys as well. Happy holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah,
4: Festivus for the rest of us. Yes, exactly. Merry Christmas, Kev, Kevin Kincaid from course. right here with us on Birds 365. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. We got Kincaid on the record. We got Kratz on the record. You need to hear from the JMs. Uh, John McMullen and Jody McDonald will have your Eagles-Cowboys predictions next
0: here on Birds 365. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we
3: not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying?
0: And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know who Phil he is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
6: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only thirty nine ninety five dollars or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs, $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Big Finish Sales Event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during
1: retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: Football Friday here on Birds 365. We do have that much right. Um, it's kind of a wacky week because of the holiday and the NFL is going to play that many Saturday games. Only three left for Sunday, which is actually Christmas. So, believe me, if you're confused, to join Mac and Mac because we're, we're kind of <laughs> off on the whole schedule thing, too. John was ready to make a pick on the game yesterday. Yeah, No, man. no, 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 no. no. Yeah. And by the way,
5: The funny thing about that is I verbalized everything. It was one day and I still couldn't compute that it wasn't because I'm so used to uh, only doing one hour of the show on Fridays because I got to get down to the NovaCare complex. So yeah. Thanks for saving me there. Not a
4: problem. So we have to officially get on the record. For those of you just tuning in, Ed Kratz. Took the Cowboys in a game to be played in the 20s, close, hangs in the balance. Uh, 27-20 was the Kratz prediction, if I'm remembering correctly. I think he I believe so. I 27-20. Believe so. Uh, Kevin Kincaid, who was just on with us, said he thinks the Eagles will find a way to win. Again, very competitive game, not a major offense, but not a defensive struggle. Then somewhere in the 20s, again, Kincaid said 27. 27- Six twenty-seven 27 to 20 he's got basically the our two uh guests we had on had the same score Kincaid had the Eagles winning uh Kratz had the Cowboys winning John McMullen how do you see this one playing out between the boys and the birds um
5: I'm, I'm with them both I think it's going to be a close competitive game by no stretch do I think Gardner Minshew is going to be um uh, overcome by the moment he's um, you know he's the big lebowski to begin with it's all dude and man and everything's cool uh, he's he's a cool cucumber to just in general uh so I'm not worried about that at all um i, I think it's going to be a close game but i think i think the cowboys you know i think jalen hurts ships it and the cowboys become the better team it's the home game i think the cowboys win a close game a really close game something like
4: 23 21. Did you say twenty three twenty one? Yes. I have my score written down here. Can I show it to you on my thing? Uh, let me make sure I got this right. You can get it. It's a, I, I write small to begin with, but we'll see if that's a.
5: Can you? Uh, I, well, I'm getting it twenty three twenty one. How about that? How about that? Great minds think alike, 23-21
4: Dallas. 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 That's the number I wrote down. That's the final score I wrote down. And I'll go one step further it will be a late Brett Maher field goal. Yeah, It's, it's not going to be the Cowboys running out to a big lead and the Eagles chasing all day. It's not going to be the Eagles blow a big lead. Oh, my God, they're up by two touchdowns. They pissed away. No, I think it'll be back and forth. I think it'll be close the whole day. I think the Eagles will be leading late, unlike the last time when they played, when the Cowboys scored in the fourth quarter early on and then the Eagles just had this, eh, we're going to spit in your i type drive where they just ran it down the Cowboys throat. I think the first 10 plays of that drive were running plays and they just said, oh yeah, we're going to dictate terms here. And they stuck in the end zone. The game was over and done with um, this time. They won't be able to do that. They'll be protecting the lead. Gardner Minshew will not be able to do the same thing. A Jalen Hurts led team did. So they're going to have to give the Cowboys the ball back for one last shot. And yeah, I think Brett Maher is going to kick. And it, it might be good. a
5: 55 yard or something like that. Big he's leg got,
4: indoors. He's yeah. got the capabilities doing that. He's one of the better kickers uh, in the NFL. Uh, so McMullen and McDonald, damn it, we got the exact same outcome, the exact same sport. Yeah, we
5: didn't put that, we didn't tell each other what our. I predictions had no were. bloody idea you yeah. were
4: going I couldn't. but yeah. I thought maybe you'd pick the Cowboys' as me. All right, maybe you picked the Cowboys in a close game, the same as me. The exact same score as me. What the hell, McMullen? Man. I hope, I hope we're both wrong, because uh, we'll be talking about it uh, come Monday. I'm I, selfish. I,
5: I hope I'm right. I'm selfish. You do? All right, good yeah. for
4: you. I'll, 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 I'll take the, the crap for all of us if we're wrong. Uh, J.M., have a good uh, holiday. Um, I know you're going to be on the channel here many, 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 many times tomorrow. But I'm looking forward to uh, jumping on with you Monday after the game. Uh,
5: happy holidays uh, to everybody and all the listeners. And thanks for everybody. You know, tough day. But we got uh, well over cracked 400 live
4: viewers. So uh, happy holidays to everyone. And uh, we will be back here on Monday. Thanks to uh, everybody at Jacob Media, specifically Tone, doing an outstanding job producing. Happy holiday, everybody. Good luck to the Eagles against the Cowboys. McMillan and McDonald will be back on Monday to talk about it in two and two. Days, that is.
2: You've been listening to Birds 365.